You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Welcome back to the Talk Your Jits podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jujitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a blue belt who trains at Altitude BJJ. Ma- I knew I was going to butcher it. Um, Mal- Malgia, I think I said it wrong, located in Malgia, Spain. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Graham. Hey, great to be here, Lamar. Yeah, you got it. Malaga, Spain. <laughs> okay, I was like, I knew it. I was like, I'm going to it. But uh, well, how's it going today, my brother? Yeah, it's good. It's good. All good. All good. It's pretty uh, pretty hot here. It's our summer. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, our school's actually uh, closed this week, but uh, next week it reopens and everyone's like gunning to train, as you can imagine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, first and foremost, man, I would like to uh, pre- you know say I appreciate you for uh, taking your time out and doing an episode with me today, man. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's great. Thank you so much. Great, great to be here. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, man. So without further ado, man, let's go ahead and um, get the ball rolling. If you want to, you know, formally introduce yourself again, uh, by all means, and let's hear about your jujitsu journey. Cool. Yeah. So um, so my name is Mike, Mike Graham. Um, as you quite rightly said, Lamar, I live in Malaga, Spain, train out of uh, Attitude BJJ. Um, my professor is, um, my, yeah, my professor, Claudio Patelco. Um, is originally from Brazil, um, so he's a fifth fifth grade black belt jiu-jitsu, right? Or fifth dan, uh, whatever we say. Yeah, um, fifth I've degree. Been, yeah, fifth degree. I've been training for about eighteen months. Um, yeah, eighteen months. Eighteen months now. Eighteen months. And actually, one of the reasons I started training, funnily enough, is I'm originally from Brazil. So um, okay. I'm born and bred Brazilian. Um, I left Brazil when I was 12. Um, my dad is English, hence the very English name. And I've always kind of wanted to get into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but was always a little bit afraid. You know, it's quite a, it's quite intense, isn't it? And you are, it's quite a physical and it's quite scary in a way, right? And oh, yeah. then um, I actually started training, funnily enough. I actually, the first Jiu-Jitsu school I went to was in the U.S. in West Virginia. I lived, um, I was living out in the U.S. for a year. Um, just after COVID and I was like I need to get into some you know and I, I kind of read um, I read that uh, is it Henzo Gracie yeah, I think it was Henzo Gracie's book Breathe um, mm-hmm. yeah I read that book in the airport and I was like you know what the first school I find I'm gonna go down I'm gonna sign up I'm gonna join <laughs> and um, I joined um, I joined a school called Spectrum Jiu-Jitsu out of West Virginia really really good Jiu-Jitsu school I did that for two months, but you know, the first two months, you're not very serious, right? You're just kind of, mm-hmm. you're just kind of dabbling a little bit, right? Um, like, is this for me? Do I want to get beaten up every evening by, you know, some random dudes? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> uh, and, and I kind of loved it. So when I moved to Malaga, I got a bit more serious. I found my new professor. Um, and yeah, I've just kind of loves the journey. I've been training for a year and a half. I've done, a, I think, four, yeah, four competitions, a few camps. Um, I only train like three, you know, three, four times a week. But um, yeah, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, yeah, man. There's nothing like it, man. And like you said, it's a it's one of those like biggest decisions you will make in your life when it comes to like, you know, even stepping into a gym in general. But, you know, training jujitsu and then to be committed so, you know, as, as strong as you are now, because you were thinking like, man, this is meh. Like you said, that first couple months, you're kind of like, okay, I'll just test it out, test the wars and see what happens. And then you blink, it's like, oh, I'm, you know, stripes are coming. Oh, I'm a, I'm a blue belt now. Or, or I like, or you, like you said, you're training four days a week now. Mm, so, yeah. yeah. So, um, so how was, you know, training at the, at your current school different from where you uh, used to train in West Virginia? I think my school here, you know, it's interesting. Um, Jiu-Jitsu kind of has this new concept of like a traditional against the the new wave Jiu-Jitsu, right? Um, and my mm-hmm. school is a very traditional school. Like we are quite hierarchy. Um, we bow before every class. We respect our professor. We ask to come on the mat. You know, we don't just walk onto the mats. We bow mm-hmm. at the end of class. We shake everybody's hands. Um, and for some people, I think some people find that very... Or, you know, they don't like that, right? I personally, mm-hmm. I love it. Like my first, I've trained in a few different, because I travel quite a bit. 
So I've trained in a few different schools. Um, I trained once in a school in Budapest. I, I won't name the school, right? But I trained in a school in Budapest. And I just remember turning up and being like, this is chaos. <laughs> you know, like what I, what I love about my school is there's kind of a big, it's a very traditional school. You know, I quite like the fact that my teacher is Brazilian. He's this really solid guy. Um, you know, and we kind of have, there's a really nice community. You know, we all train really hard. Um, in, uh, you know, we obviously try and go for it with each other. But there's a really nice respect and yeah, and I, I love that. There was that in my old school as well, but I think it wasn't as a traditional type of school, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think with my professor being Brazilian, you know, having trained jiu-jitsu all his life, that's all he's done, right? Um, I think we get a real authentic experience. So it's quite, yeah, it's really, it's really good fun, actually. <laughs> it's really good fun. Yeah. And it's crazy. Um, that's like one thing I, I we never really talked about on this show, and I'm surprising when we uh, when we think about like gym etiquette. You know, you know, like I said, traditional versus like the new wave of, of, of jujitsu in general. You know, we have like our martial arts side, and we also have our sports side of jujitsu. Mm. But when it comes to like that gym etiquette, like yesterday, I was at one of our a friend of mine's uh, school. And, you know, we're, you know, we're just repping stuff, blah, blah, blah. And everything, you know, when they got done with the role, everybody's like, you know, shake your hand, like, thank you for the, you know, thank you for the work. And I'm like, oh, okay. But we, we do that at our school too. Like everyone, you know, congratulate each other, shake each other's hand. There's no like bad blood or anything like that. But yeah, man, it's crazy when you, when you see, like I've, I've never seen anything of that level, which you're referring to, like, you know, asking to come on the mats or asking, you know, you know, like proper, I guess I want to say like proper respect to the instructor, but yeah, I, I've never, never seen that before. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, it's, uh, he's Brazilian, right? So he mm -hmm. kind of has that old school Brazilian mentality a little bit, right? And mm -hmm. uh, the gym that I trained in Budapest, I've trained in a few gyms, different gyms, like I've trained in Bahrain, I've trained in the US, I've trained out in Budapest. You know, when I travel, I always try and, what I love about jiu-jitsu is if you, if you train jiu-jitsu, you can turn up in a random city, right? Find your local gym and rock up, you know, and roll around with 20 dudes and you have a great time and right. you, speak, you speak the language regardless of the country, right? Right. Um, but in Budapest, for example, I rocked up. It was like this underground kind of fight club looking place, right? Um, and I rocked up. There was about 15 guys there. It was no gi, 15 guys. Brazil the teacher was Brazilian as well. Um, and we started the class. There was no bowing, no nothing. It was just, let's get started. So we did a bit of a warm up, got started. And, you know, like halfway through the class, the teacher decided, I think he was like, okay, I'm not teaching anymore. Someone else started teaching, you know, <laughs> then we got into our rounds. We started rolling. And after about five, you know, 30 minutes of rolling, I just noticed people started leaving the mat, right? There was no kind of official, the class is over. Everybody can leave. And I was a bit confused because I was like, what, do we just leave? Do we not bow? Do we not have to? <laughs> you know? I, I, I remember I went up to the professor and I was like, hey, so, you know, thank you for the class. Do we all line up? Or we goes, nah, just, just, just go. See you next time. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's quite, it's quite interesting, you know, and I think, I think more and more gyms are actually maybe not that far extreme, but I think more and more gyms are like that. So it's quite nice to be in a gym where it's traditional. Um, you know, it's quite nice to be in a gym where uh, I think some of the ethics are still there and we still do a lot of the hard training and, you know, and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, uh, definitely. Because um, our school is built off that old school Brazilian jiu-jitsu style because our um, our master is uh, Joe Moera, you know, jiu-jitsu royalty, I guess you want to, you know, you can say. Um, so a lot of stuff that he, he's done that my instructor kept going that we still keep going to this day, you know, mm -hmm. bow, when we get on the mats, um, we, we're more lax. Like we know we joke around and everything, but we still have those, you know, I guess you want to say respectable moments. We'll like, we have like this banner with all, all the instructor, our lineage. So we bow to the, uh, to the map and to each other. We all, you know, everyone's respect each other and, 
Yeah, it's like even even if someone's just like leaving, like we make sure everyone acknowledges that the person is is leaving. We just don't be like, all right, bye, and just shoot them <laughs> off, or they just like disappear. Everyone's like, oh, where did X Y Z go? And we'll you know check on them before they leave to make sure everything is all right. Because that's what we usually if it's someone just jumps off the mat, it's usually like, okay, something's wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. But if they mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, blah, blah blah, is leaving. All right, you know, everyone's like kind of stop what they're doing. Like, all right, see you later, blah blah, and then continue working. But yeah, yeah. It's fun, man. It's fun. So, like, uh, you said you co- you compete. So, uh, how many times have you, you said you competed? I've competed how many times? Four times now. Yeah, four times. So, how has that, that experience been for you? Well, it's funny, you know, because I actually started – one of the reasons I started jiu-jitsu, I remember I got in a – before I trained, right, before I trained, I got in a street altercation, like a street – not a fight. I wouldn't say – I guess it was a fight. Punches were thrown and things happened, right? So yeah, a street <laughs> fight, right? But a street fight lasts, well, it lasted 20, 30 seconds, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it wasn't like a full out. It was a brawl, but it lasted very short. But I just remember feeling at that time, if this fight had gone to ground, I would have been totally lost, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I had no ground game, zero ground game, right? So one, so I read the book by Henzo Gray, you know, and decided to kind of start the jiu-jitsu. So one of the things since I started, and it's interesting how my mentality has changed actually through training, but the reason I started initially was to be able to defend myself um, and was to be able to, you know, if anything ever happens, for me to feel confident in that situation, right? So again, with, with competing, it kind of tagged into that original reason, which was I feel that competing is the is the closest that we can get to real life situation, you know, where some other dude or, you know, some other person's actually trying to hurt you and you're either trying to defend yourself and you're, because one of the things that I found so interesting in competition is the aggression and the intensity. And, you know, there's this concept in jujitsu of don't use your strength. It's all technique, right? Like in competition, I think that goes out of the window. <laughs> like, like I remember my first competition, and it was a disaster. Honestly, it was a disaster. I did, I did gi and no gi, right? So I was uh-huh. right now. I'd been training for three months. I was like, let's go fight, you know? Let's go fight some people, you know? And I got on the mat, and I just remember being super scared, super nervous, super tense, super pumped with adrenaline, right? Pumping with adrenaline. And um, yeah, my first fight, I lost on points, like Gi, I lost 9-0. Um, and then I went to fight in no Gi. And what they did, because there was no one in my weight category, they bumped me up, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I was fighting some giants, right? And I lost both my fights and it wasn't a good day out, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, but then what happened was I start, I kept training. I went through training more gi to kind of learn my grips, learn my techniques, learn the, just just learn the, the, the way to fight in jiu-jitsu, right? And then mm-hmm. I went back four months later. I did just a gi, just gi competition. Um, I took gold. So I was very happy with that. But it was kind of the classic, I think, white belt, fighting right i kind of grabbed the guy pull guard held him in my legs swept took dominant position no submission but i had three fights and they all followed the same pattern right <laughs> you know, I had no interest in deviating <laughs> hey man if it ain't broke don't fix it right <laughs> it was funny because and the third fight the guy was saying you know the the, the trainer was saying to the co- guy coming out, he goes don't let him pull guard right <laughs> And I, I'm quite tall, like I'm 6'2", I'm, I'm quite lanky, right? Uh-huh. So playing guard for me suits perfect, especially once I know what I'm doing, it's great, you know? Great. Um, so anyway, I took gold there. And then the other, the next tournament, I took silver, but I was much happier with my performance because I was trying to shoot takedowns, I was trying to develop my game. And then the last competition I did was in, um, it was in uh, February, March this year, it was my last comp as a white belt. And I took I took silver I took silver in the in both gi and no gi actually and um, and I was very happy with that because actually it was at my first tournament where I submitted someone so I got a win by submission um, I lost one fight I lost two fights I lost one fight in gi by points so I was fine with that actually it wasn't points it was referee's decision right the guy the guy okay. pulled, 
The guy pulled guard on me. I was in his guard for like five minutes and I just couldn't break his guard. I couldn't get out of closed guard, right? Mm -hmm. So um, so I lost on referee's decision, but I was okay with oh, that, okay. you know? And then in Gi, and then in no Gi, I, I just basically got beaten up by a savage, right? <laughs> you know, like some dude turned up with cauliflower ears. I was like, how have you been training, bro? It was like four months. I was like, uh-huh, four months. Yeah. <laughs> four months every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so this guy took me to town. But I think the funny thing with competition is, I don't know if you've competed much, but I think it's such a, you know, I'm now pretty, I'm thinking of doing my next competition early next year. So that'll be as a blue belt, of course. And mm -hmm. it's quite a, it's a real journey, I think, competing. It's quite scary. Obviously, you put a lot of months of training and dedication to get into competition shape. But it's yeah. a real, it's a real test of your ability to kind of manage your focus in that moment isn't it because it's so it's such an intense environment you know um i remember just last thing on this i remember my first no gi competition right so i told you the guys were much bigger than me right and obviously because we're fighting in white belts we had to, our shirt had to be predominantly white right and he turned up with a black shirt right like black shirt and the referee was like you got to go change your shirt and he didn't have a change of shirt right so he yeah. ran away he was like some tall guy bald heads right he looked like like a killer you know and um and he ran away to go get a shirt and in my mind i was like please don't come back please don't come back <laughs> 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 so yeah it was, uh, he came back <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> so unfortunate to say he came he came back, <laughs> he came back. <laughs> you know he came back it was like the terminator <laughs> oh god man but it does. I, I've, I've competed before. I've done uh, three tournaments so far. Uh, my last one was uh, earlier this year. I did both gi and no gi. Um, but yeah, dude, it's it it is a whole different animal when it comes to when it comes to competing. It's like I think it's like three, to me. I feel like there's like three levels of jujitsu. Like you have, you know, what you do at your home gym. You have what you do when you go cross train, and it's that next level of when you go to a like a competition. Because if you go to like a you know a, like a cross train, you go hard, but you still don't have to. Well, you typically don't have to run the risk of someone trying to like you know maim you or anything like that. But yeah, like once you get on the like the competition floor, yeah, it is. It's a very controlled, chaotic you know moment where like this guy is standing across from you. Is he could be the nicest, sweetest person on earth, but he is trying to hurt you right now. Yeah, like I remember one of my tournaments, <laughs> the one where I took gold. The um, the the guy, you know, I put him into closed guards. I had him in my closed guards, and this is that white belt tournament. It was a grappling industries tournament, mm -hmm. right? And at grappling industries, at white belt, you're allowed to do um, what do we call it in English? Wrist locks, right? You're allowed, locks, to do yeah. you're allowed to do a wrist lock, right? So I had this guy in my closed guard. And he had no interest in breaking out my closed guard. He was just trying to wrist lock me, right? Mm -hmm. And like, what is, because no one had ever tried that to me. You know, I'm a white belt at my home gym. No one's going to, you know, no one's going to wrist lock you in your closed guard, right? Um, mm -hmm. And that for me was a real wake up. It was like, and now the funny thing is me and this guy, we're like friends on Instagram. We like each other's photos. You know? <laughs> like we support each other's journey. But it was interesting yeah. because when he grabbed my wrist, I mean, I'd never had someone try to wrist lock me in my closed guard, right? So I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun. Real, yeah, real, real good fun, man. Like, I, I like the few guys I competed with, uh, I still get, in, I still uh, are in contact with. Um, like, as a matter of fact, one of the guys, uh, he just got his black belt last week. So I was pretty excited for him because. Amazing. Yeah, he's a he's a monster, man, and he's one. He, I faced him twice at um, in competition, and mm. like I said, he's a he's a beast among men. Uh, very excited for him, man. Very happy for him that he got his black belt because he's you know he's been busting his hump uh, mm. as, as long as I knew him. As long as I knew him, I've just I've seen what he's what he's capable of, and I'm very proud of him for that. Mm. But. Um, yeah, dude, I I love I I hate that I got into uh, competing so late in my journey. Like my I randomly was like, oh, let's compete. I was at like a, I was like a third two two three stripe purple belt. Mm 
mm-hmm. when I first competed. And then um, I did my next two at Brown. And I'm like, dude, you, I definitely like kept looking at myself like you kicked yourself in the butt on this one. Cause mm-hmm. you know, the people that I'm, you know, I've been facing are, they could, they, they're competitors. They've been competing for a very long time. So they know, you know, the know very well the ins and outs of competing. And I'm in the mindset of like, okay, go out there and just do the best you can. And that's when you realize like, oh, it's a whole nother level to this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. So just basically, uh, just, just really been, um, you know, pushing for that, pushing for that experience. I've been, you know, cross training, um, a little bit more with, uh, another school that does like a lot of, a lot more competing than my school does. Mm. And just their class alone, dude, is just like, Ooh, it's a work. It's really? from, from, bell, from bell to bell. It's, it's hard work. And yeah. I'm like, I, I love it. I enjoy it. Cause it, and it's a, it gives me a different look, man, on, on jujitsu as a whole. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Cross training is very interesting, I think, because you go to, it's funny, I find like I've only been training 18 months, right? I find cross training almost more intimidating than uh, than the competitions, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think I come from a very competitive sporting background. So I've done like many different disciplines of sports and I've competed at quite good level. So getting ready for competition is something that I'm pretty pumped about. But I find going, it's funny, like you're saying, you know, when you go to someone else's school, maybe you go hard. Da, da, da. I go exactly the opposite, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> like, when I go to someone else's school, I'm like, okay, I'm going to train really easy because I don't know what you guys are about. And, you know, I don't want anyone to, like, beat me up. <laughs> so I kind yeah. of, you know, I go with a different mindset. And um, But it's funny because jiu-jitsu is funny, right, I think, because uh, we have a guy in our academy, right, you know, there's this concept in jiu-jitsu where you flow, right? And we constantly mm-hmm. joke about it because this guy has no flow, right? It's like a purple belt, but he's, an, he's a monster. He's an animal, right? And you'll tap and you'll be like, okay, listen, let's go gentle, right? Let's, let's just flow through this, right? And then yeah. the first minute you're kind of okay, something switches in his head and he becomes a monster, you know? <laughs> like, like not in a bad way, but he's just an animal, you know? Yeah, and you're like, we, we, all got, we all got one at our gym. Everyone has one of those guys at the gym. <laughs> but he's a super nice dude who'll be like, yeah, yeah, let's go really gentle, let's flow. And you think you're in for a nice, easy round. Five minutes later, you're like, you know, you're looking at him yeah. and he's looking at you like, yeah, that was good. Because <laughs> like, um, like our Tuesday class, for example, um, I kind of turned into like a no gi, like, you know, um, we just work. We don't mm-hmm. really focus on technique because we have our, you know, we have other days for that. But this is a lot, a lot of drilling, a lot, a lot of work. So we was working um, takedown injuries. Mm. And I'm telling them like, hey, let's just work the entries, you know, work to get your entry. Then when you get your entry, the person who's caught, you know, they break out, you reset and keep, you know, just keep going for like a couple minutes. And set the clock, and you know we're going. And I, uh, my back is like, t- like kind of turned from the, like from the class. And next thing you know, I just hear this loud thud mm. over the music. That's over the chatter, over the music. I just hear this large, just like boom. And, I, and we just stopped, and we already know who it was. I'm gonna be nice and not say his name, but <laughs> but we looked over like, come on, man, what happened? Like, Oh man, he slipped. I'm like, no, you threw him. Like, I mean, no, you did it. Like, <laughs> like, no, he didn't slip and fall. Like, he is on the mat and you're on top of him. You threw him. So, <laughs> don't, don't lie to us, man. <laughs> so, uh, he slipped. That's a good one. That's a good one. I know, I'm like, he slipped. I'm like, come on, bro. Come on. Uh, that's funny. But, yeah, man, once again, like, you know, like going to another school, um, like the first time I went to, uh, went to another school, it was just like, I felt like I was learning jujitsu over. Like mm. I just kind of like walked in, looked around, looked like a deer in headlights, you know? And when you, when we stepped on the mask, get ready to go, I'm very hesitant. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be the douchebag mm. that visits gyms and, you know, hurt other people because this, mm. for one, this was no gi. So it was like, I didn't know who was what rank. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to just, you know, try to smash through a white belt or, you know, piss off a, a higher, you know, a higher rank or whatever. So I just kind of like just kind of played it cool until I think halfway through the class, one guy, he was rolling, me, me and him was rolling 
And he was, I can tell the way he was moving. It was kind of like, I don't want to go too hard because he's a visitor, blah, blah, blah. So I asked him, I was like, was you going nice because I'm not from the school? And he was like, a little bit. I'm like, nah, don't do that. Let's let's mm-hmm. just go. You know, let's let's go. But mm-hmm. once we, you know, I felt comfortable with everybody, I, it just kind of, you know, turned up naturally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I, I I hate the kind of, like the idea of going to another school. And even if it's obviously it's unintentional because I don't I'm not a mal- you know malicious person, but I would hate to hurt somebody. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like at your home school, it's like, yeah, whatever, they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but going somewhere else, you kind of like, I don't, ooh, I don't, what's what's hurting you? What's what's ailing you? What's this, what's that? I don't want to like grab an arm that's hurt or anything like that, but mm. home school, oh, my wrist hurt. Nope, wrist not. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like my back is hurting. Yep. Mm, nope. I know, right? <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what else going on, man? What is uh, what else has been like very interesting in your your you know your journey so far? I think you know, like jujitsu is an interesting one because um, it's such a you know with I think it, for me it's been such a like a life teacher in a way, you know, like basic mm-hmm. concepts. Like um, I was talking to someone about this the other day, you know, when you first start training, you know, I remember it very vividly because it wasn't so long ago, right? 18 months. Um, how long have you been training? You must've been training for a while now. Um, six years. Six years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think if we think about how we first started, I started very much. I was the guy I used to play um, rugby a lot. Right. So mm-hmm. I was the guy that used to, you know, rush in, try and take someone out, you know, take them down and get guillotined, right? Mm-hmm. I was I was that guy. So the higher rank belts loved me because I was that white belt that had a lot of gas, a lot of energy, a lot of, you know, want, but zero technique, zero anything. So I get submitted in the first 30 seconds, you know? <laughs> and I kind of had to learn to just slow down, think about what I'm doing, understand, you know, like the basics, understand your positioning, mm-hmm you know, deal with pressure in the, the best way, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and it's funny because I noticed how a lot of that transitioned into my work, into my relationships, into the way I look at life, you know? Like when, yeah. um, you know, when a bad situation happens, right? Like in normal life or in work, a lot of times I think, you know what, this can't be, it's not too bad, right? I'm not being choked out. No one's trying to break my arm. You know, I don't have someone's sweaty chest on my face or anything like that right i'm good i just need to consolidate my position and i need to think about how i'm going to get out of here right right and, uh, and i think jiu-jitsu has been a real good teacher for that you know it's like a constant teacher of dealing with you know bad situations dealing with pressure navigating that and i think it's been really i think that's for me has been one of the biggest takeaways i mean yeah you're super fit you get strong you you know you 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 have this amazing experience with your friends and all that but I think for me, one of the biggest things is kind of taking away the, the subliminal lessons that I've picked up from jujitsu that actually come into, into real life as well. You know, like, for example, when I get stressed or something, I have this thing now where I'm like, OK, sit down, just breathe, you know, because when you get trapped inside control by someone, you know, 100 kilos or bigger than, you, you know, like bigger than you. That's kind of what you do, right? You just like, OK, yeah. chill, breathe, get your position. It's not that bad. Right. And oh, yeah. Um, and I've kind of started adapting that to real life. And I think that's quite a, that's a really interesting process, actually. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I, I it's ironic we were talking about, you know, just then starting out, um, you know, going through Facebook uh, last night and six years today, uh, six years ago today is when I got my first stripe on my white belt. Wow. I know, right? <laughs> so... Uh, you know, I'm watching the video. That's cool. I, actually, I saw that video on your Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at the video, and it just seems like unreal. It seems like so surreal because it's like not only is like six years is kind of like came and gone so fast, but just to think like when I when I was watching the video again, and he was you know you know talking about how how much I've been training, and he's gave me that you know gave me that stripe. And I'm like, dude, this is so unbelievable. Mm. So unbelievable. Like being being fresh on the maps, not knowing anything, uh, just thinking about like 
the the hours I spent learning how to tie my belt. Um, <laughs> you know, absolutely. <laughs> Like I've never like I've I've sat there. I would come to class. I would have my phone, and I'm on YouTube, and I'm like I'm looking up different ways to how, like learn how to tie a belt, like you know mm-hmm. the Hollywood style, this style, that style, blah blah blah. And I'm just like tie it, take it off, tie it, take it off, tie it, yeah. take it off. So like now it's like I'll be in mid conversation, like yeah man, you know what I'm saying, and blah blah blah, and everything, you know, keep yeah. everything moving. Yeah, but it's. But yeah, man, it's been a it's it's been a very very exciting journey, uh, so far. Um, obviously, the journey does not stop, um, and just the 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 tons of experience of you know the stuff that I've taken from the like from the gym from jujitsu and applied it to like you know everyday life, you know yeah yeah. So it does definitely help in those situations, like you said, like you know if you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling that pressure. It's just no different than having, like you said, having a bigger guy, you know, smothered on top of you inside control and got your arms bent. Yeah. You, know, you keep yourself calm. You think about the situation and you fight your way out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't remember when I, when this, like when I started like, you know, thinking about this, like stuff like that, like, okay, what would I do if this was like a role situation? You know, putting every everyday life into, like I say, into a role. Like, how can mm. I handle this situation? How would I, you know, handle this? You know, mm. this kind of feels like I'm fighting off my, you know, fighting it off in turtle position. So how would mm. I, you know, maneuver through that? So, yeah, it yeah. is definitely, it's definitely a mental, a mental journey as well as, a, you know, as well as a physical journey when it comes to jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it definitely yeah. tests your, your mental a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, yeah, the mental part is just, uh, <laughs> is just, yeah. I think like, as you said, it's interesting listening to you talk about the three different levels, right? The mm-hmm. um, training at your own gym, um, cross training, and then a competition. I think that, um, yeah, when those three different levels, they are like three different journeys of the mentality right you know not that competing is for everybody and cross training isn't for everybody but i think Mm -hmm. when you go in those environments your mind has to think differently right yeah um yeah yeah in jiu-jitsu there's so many situations where your mind has to think differently as well and i think it really there's a really nice process of that kind of osmosis of learning where Mm -hmm. i like i've noticed it's like you know even even at work sometimes something goes wrong or whatever right i'm like okay Let's take a minute. Let's see what's happening. Let's see who's got what position. You know, <laughs> let's see what position I've got. <laughs> and then let's you know, <laughs> underhook get out of here. <laughs> oh, <they're right. laughs> Arm jack, take the back, bring neck choke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get back to top position. <laughs> I know, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's amazing, man. Like I've, you know, um, going back to like, you know, we talking about uh the Gracie book, Breathe. Was a it was an amazing book. Um, and Richard, I don't know if you know uh, who this guy is. Richard uh, Brazler, he was one of the first American. Uh, he was one of the first American uh, jujitsu uh, black belts. Cool. And um, I I feel so stupid because I forgot the name of the book. But it's an amazing book. It's a real amazing book. Um, it kind of, cause it, it told his journey through jujitsu, you know, around the first, you know, the first UFC and how that was organized and how mm. the transition from, you know, half of the Gracie's doing traditional jujitsu, others doing like the sports side, like, you know, business side of it. And it's worth defending. I'm sorry. That's the name of the book. Worth defending. Worth defending. Cool. I have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, check check it out. It's a it's a very 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 good book, man. Um but it it cuz it gives you a a more I want to say like normal look into jiu-jitsu that mm. a lot of people don't necessarily see if you're just, you know, like if you just go to the gym and train. If you know, mm. you don't worry about the politics, you don't worry about the business side of, you know, jiu-jitsu. Mm. That kind of gives you a a, a kind of like a a peek into it mm. and seeing that now it's it's a monster man it yeah. is a monster of a beast like it, it's just more it's like almost on the lines of like trying to compete yeah in a sense yeah so 
get, you know, because we're, you know, I, you know, we're like, I've been, you know, had to kind of like take over like a little teaching role for the time being at the school. And it's like, yeah, I like instructing. I like to be an assistant instructor, but being put like, whereas like I have to like, you know, coordinate the classes and try to make sure everything stays together. It's like, what the hell is going on there? Yeah, I can imagine teaching is really like I'm I'm thinking about maybe getting involved in teaching the kids class. Right. Yes. Uh, I think yes. now that I'm, a, you know, I, I can't teach. I mean, I could maybe teach the beginners class, but above that, what am, who am I going to teach? Right. Yeah. Um, but I think the kids class and but yeah, I think the te- it's funny because I purposefully myself, you know, you always get these these type of I try never to over. You know, it's funny now that I train with like I'm training with people and there's some people that are white belts. So obviously I'm slightly further in my journey of learning, right? Um, and I really try to not be like, okay, don't do it like this, do it like that, you know? <laughs> like it's a, it's a really interesting learning process with jujitsu, I find, because um, you can learn so much from everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you learn so many different techniques, so many different styles. Um, you know, my school, I'll give an example, my school predominantly is a traditional jujitsu school, right? So we don't have a lot of leg lockers. We don't have a lot of heel hookers. We don't have a lot of people that play that type of game, right? Yeah. And then when I was in Barcelona recently, I went to 10th Planet, right? Mm-hmm. And um, obviously it's all no gi. Everybody's got these super colorful rash guards and everything, you know? And we did like an hour and a half of like leg entanglements, right? I have never been so confused in my life. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I have never been so confused. I think like we started with like Della Riva something, and then you know, this is the warm-up. The warm-up was like yeah. Della Riva into something, into Berimbolo, into heel hook. That was the warm-up, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm lost on the warm-up, you know. <laughs> so I find it so interesting because there's so many different there's so many different ways to learn, isn't there? Oh yeah. And it's it's I it's funny enough, and it's also I, I find it a little bit ironic when I talk to people about that want to get into teaching, and they be like, "Huh, maybe I should try the kids class." Mm. And I tell everybody that's the best place to start. Mm. Teaching kids class is the like if you want to get into a teaching role, kids class is the best way to go mm. because. You know, like it, it may be overwhelming because you're thinking, oh, okay, these are kids. They're not going to keep their, you know, that their attention span is, you know, is as much as a goldfish. Mm. So it's not like I can, you know, <laughs> throw a lot at them. But that also helps you in your own game because that helps you break down certain techniques. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, if you're if you're repping arm bars, mm. you know, basic arm bar from guard, right? So in adults class, there's a lot of steps to it. Mm. You know, for a fact that you can't run through all those steps like that with a kid. So you mm. got to simplify it, mm. break it down into like more, um, you know, manageable steps. And in turn, when you go back to your class and you actually start to rep the stuff yourself, you see a lot more stuff mm. um, with that one simple technique. Mm-hmm. And that's how I kind of had to, you know, learn how to do kids class. Because like my instructor, when I was I was a blue belt. And he was like, hey, you feel like, te- you know, how you feel like taking on your kids class? And I was like, yeah, sure. But then I was like, OK, what the hell do I teach a kid, you know, a kids class? Yeah. So he's like, you know, don't he's like, don't overwork them, don't overload them. You just take one technique and space it out for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, simple enough. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, we started, like I said, started with the arm bar. We started with, you know, even from a simple like takedown. Mm. learning how to you know crouch right how to turn your body how to push off the back leg breaking Mm. everything down to like manageable parts Mm. to teach them and in return i'm looking like oh that's some stuff i didn't notice about you Mm -hmm. know arm bar or stuff i didn't notice about working you know sweeps and stuff like that and it helped myself my game tremendously Mm. you know yeah that's quite interesting yeah and then eventually like you you know you're already in that teacher mindset because you want to help correct, you know, the person that you're rolling with. Mm-hmm. So imagine doing kids class and doing that. Yeah. You're going, you're, you're going to end up becoming an instructor in some form of way. Yeah. 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 I think I'm really looking like next year. One of the things I want to do is get into teaching a little bit, either the beginners class or, or the kids class. It's funny. Cause there's one guy in our gym um, who, you know, super nice guy. He teaches the kids class and we actually got promoted to blue belt at the same time. Right. And I think mm-hmm. exactly what you're saying, like he, 
he has a yeah his technical understanding of the movements of the positioning of certain things is really mm-hmm. fantastic you know and i think he's no I, i know he's developed that from teaching at the kids class yeah oh yeah and if, and this and this crazy a lot of people be like ah oh, like man my like i like i'll be on reddit or, or or like on some of the facebook groups and you know people ask that question like man you know my teacher asked me should i start you know should i take over teaching kids class or help with the kids class and blah 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 and i'm like dude if your instructor comes to you and say hey would you mind helping with kids class mm. they see something that you have an understanding to help teach the younger kids mm-hmm So I would definitely take advantage of that as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, without a doubt, hundred percent. Without a doubt. Yeah. So, because when we started with our kids' class, um, yeah, like I said, I, I didn't have an idea, but now it's kind of like it's it's clockwork now. It's mm-hmm. clockwork now. Uh, my daughter trains too. Cool. So that's another cool aspect of it, man. And she's like my little, uh, you know, my assistant instructor because mm-hmm. we'll get the class and she'll get class started for me. Like I just Good. say, hey, get them started. You know, we'll, you know, bow to each other, bow to the, uh, you know, to the masters. And I'm like, you know, hey, hit it. She, they run their drills and then we get class started. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. A lot, like I said, it's a lot of, a lot of growth and a lot of progression you see in jujitsu that, Um, like I said, you see in yourself, you see in the people around you. Um, it's just a very, very like humbling experience, man, that I, I'm so happy to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is very humbling, isn't it? Because you uh, <clears throat> you might think you're like a, this big, big dog when you get in. And then very quickly you realize you're a little puppy. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. Like last week. You know, I don't, I don't know what your attitude is like when you roll with like a higher belt, right? But for me, for example, I mean, you're pretty high belt now yourself. So there's not that many higher belts, right? You're a brown mm-hmm. belt, right? Yeah. Right. So, okay. For me, for example, um, like when I roll with, it's funny, like blue, purple, I'm like, okay, we're going to have a good time here, right? Mm-hmm. Brown, black, I'm like, okay, I need to roll with respect, Right, because uh, because for example, again, when I roll against my my professor, right, there's not even a compa- I mean, there's not even a comparison, right? So <laughs> I, I I somehow got into a position the other day. I mean, he let me. He was chilling out, and I got to a position where I had a kimura from a side controller, right? So I had good pressure. I had the kimura, and I was like, oh, it's happening. You know, it's I'm going to submit the, the professor. No one's ever submitted him, right? And I had the position, and I could feel he was struggling a little bit. The guy's just solid, right? Solid. And um, and the worst part happened when some of my teammates started going, go on, Mike, get this, you know, do it, do it. And I was like, no, 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 we don't need that. We don't need Shut that. <laughs> Right? And he, he obviously escaped, so he escaped my Kimura and then, you know, swept me or whatever and got, I was in bottom and I started laughing, right? I was like, oh, well, I nearly got you, right? I was like, I nearly got you. And he was like, my turn now, right? Uh... And, I, and I looked up at the clock, I was like, it's no problem, I've got two minutes, I'll survive, right? Because recently I've been focusing so much on my escapes that I feel quite good about my escape game, right? And um, anyway, he was like, my turn. I was like, okay, two minutes. Literally, I kid you not, five seconds later, I was tapping. (laughs) (sighs) So it's a constant, real humbling experience of, you know, where you're at and what you're doing. And it's not good. It's just, it is what it is, right? And it's, Mm -hmm. I actually really love that part of the process with jiu-jitsu. I think it's awesome. I think one of the, uh, like me, I got this is, I think just around the last, like around competition class, uh, competition time, uh, me and my instructor was rolling and he's a big guy. He's about your height, you know, heavy set guy. And he can, he, he can use his weight and he can move. Mm. So we're rolling. And I think this is probably like one of the first times I ever came close to getting a tap. And I think as soon as he realized what was going on, it switched and I just got smoked. <laughs> I'm like, man, let me have this. <laughs> yeah. 
was like, so many times we bro, this is the closest I've ever came. Let me have this. And yeah. no. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, I think, you know, yeah, starting out, um, you know, when I was like, you know, blue, white, you know, white or blue and something, and even in purple, when we have um, like, you know, my instructor or when he has like some of his um his friends who come and, uh, you know, maybe drop in to do a class, uh, teach a class or whatever. And they were like black and brown belts. I I was the same way. Like, yeah, I would go to war with a, you know, with a blue belt, with a white belt, with a purple, you know, even a purple belt. But when we get like brown and black, it's kind of like, okay, <laughs> do, do I go for a choke? You know, is it, is it okay to choke you now? <laughs> but but no, he um he kind of like you know distilled like you know everyone that's on the mat is there to learn to teach you know mm-hmm. to learn and work you know don't be intimidated because you see color because uh, like Chris Harder said you know a belt only covers two percent of your ass you got to cover you know cover the rest. And, you know, just go out there and do your, you know, just have fun. If you get tapped, you get tapped. If you don't, mm-hmm. then, you know, you keep, you keep working, keep moving. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I've, I've heard stories and I've seen that where upper belts won't roll with, you know, lower belts. Oh, won't really? even dream. Yeah. Like when they wouldn't even like, a, like some black belts won't even look at a white belt wow. to roll. Like, no, you, you, like you can't, you can't go up to your instructor like, Hey, you want to roll? Uh-uh. Mm. Go go roll with somebody else. Mm. That's so. interesting. I've I've luckily I've never come across that yet. But yeah, um, me neither. Yeah, that's it's wild. Like, dang, you can't roll with your instructor. You can't roll like you can't like go up and walk. You know, walk up to an upper belt and say, "Hey, you want to roll?" Yeah, like, I think no. sometimes that's the most fun part, right? Like, you know, you're gonna roll. Like, for example, there's a brown belt in my um, in my academy who teaches <clears> the class. Probably, you know like similar to what you're doing at your academy, teaching the classes. So he sometimes teaches some of our classes. Great, mm-hmm. great guy, you know, fantastic jiu-jitsu game, great movement. And I know that when I'm going to roll with him, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, an exercise of escaping, you know, <laughs> escaping and surviving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just, I think, yeah, I think if you are a, you know, one of the things we say in my academy is every black belt was a white belt, right? So yeah. The only yeah. difference is the is the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the time that you've been training. But I think, yeah, I mean, listen, what, what advice do you have for someone going from, like someone in my situation, right? 18, 18 months in, blue belt, trying to, you know, I'm not, I'm obviously trying to become a purple belt, but that would be probably another two years, something like that. What what kind of advice do you have for someone like me? Um, Honestly, the heart, the, the hardest part um, that you done was getting your blue belt and you're mm. continuing to train because uh, you that's kind of where the 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 fall off point in jujitsu is that that blue belt once someone get their blue belt that's when the the herd starts to thin out mm. so you getting your blue belt and you're you know you're continue like you're continually training wanting to learn that's you're, you're doing you're on the right track mm. I find right that, track I find that so interesting that um you know people get their <clears> blue belt and then decides to quit, right? Because yeah. I'm like, I'm like, for me personally, I don't know what it was like for you, but for me personally, jujitsu recently has started to become fun, right? Yeah. And what I mean, what I mean by that is, like, in the first, like, as a white belt, you're learning so much that you can't. I like, for example, I'm quite a cheeky type of personality. I'm a little bit, you know, like I think I like to, I like to think that. You know, for example, some of the guys that I love to watch are like Leandro Lowe. Um, I really like watching Fabrizio. Oh, gosh, what's his surname now? I can't remember. But I like watching the guys that are a bit more, you know, fun about their jiu-jitsu, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the funny thing is, as a white belt, because I didn't have much technique, I wasn't able to express that side of my personality because mm-hmm. it's not very fun if you try and do something and you don't pull it off and then you end up the rest of the round on, you know, defending side control right? Um, Like, it's just not that much fun. But I think now, now that I have my escapes, now that I'm quite comfortable, you know, I try things, they don't work. I laugh about it. Okay, I'm in a bad position. 20, 30 seconds later, a minute later, I'm out, you know, and then we we continue. And I find that now I'm really starting to have fun. You know, it's not like, Mm -hmm. I don't look at it like a a big competition. Like if I need to tap, I tap, we reset, we go again, right? Um, Yeah. I find it so interesting, the concepts of people quitting at Blue Belt, because 
you know, I, yeah, I think why would you quit at Bluebell? <laughs> you know, like yeah. now the fun has kind of started. You've kind of earned your, you've earned your stripe, you know, you've earned your place into the club, right? Now mm -hmm. you can start enjoying it kind of thing. I don't, you know, it's funny. It's, yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I wonder why people quit at Blue. Yeah, like I, it was ironically, me and my wife just had this conversation and I was telling her like, you know, the hardest belt to get is a white belt. Mm. The second hardest belt to get is to me, I feel like it's a purple belt. Because, mm. you know, once you, to get your white belt, no, like, no, like, once to, to get your white belt, you have to go to a gym. Mm -hmm. You have to show some type of commitment that you want to learn this sport. Mm. You get your white belt. Then, you know, you, you train, you train and train, and you get your blue belt. Like, like we just talked about, a lot of people just say, you know what, I got my blue belt. They'll, they start coming to class less, 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 and then they just stop showing up, right? Mm. If you're showing that commitment and that 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 eagerness to grow and want to learn, by the time you get your your purple belt, you're in. Mm. You're just you're just playing with time at this point, mm -hmm. you know. So just like you know, like for my you know for myself, for example, um, you know, got my when I when I got promoted to blue belt, I was like, okay, this is cool. I, I, I like I like the idea of being promoted to another level or whatever. But then it was kind of like, all right, let's let's see how far we can take this. Mm -hmm. I like, let's see how far we can take this. And then I got my instructor bar. And then next thing you know, I'm like, I'm having a conversation with my instructor about testing for purple. And then boom, brown belt. Mm. And you know, we were like, you know, me and him had a conversation. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, you've been you've been putting the work in, you've been putting time and hours in your commitments there. And he said, you're at the point now is the only way that you you he said, the only way you cannot get your black belt at this point is either if you die or you just stop training. Yeah. He said, one, we obviously we can't control. <laughs> but yeah. as long as you're yeah, on this God, side. God bless, God bless neither of those two happen, right? Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, you know, and I don't see you quitting anytime soon. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm committed. Like, I, you know, mm -hmm. I love the sport. I love what jujitsu has, you know, done for me <laughs> on so many aspects that I can't even count. And yeah, man, I'm in it for the ride. Like, when, if I once, you know, once I get my black belt, yeah, I'm gonna be happy. But I'm like, all right, let's let's get class started, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, oh, black belt. All right, sweet. All right, come on, let's get class going. Let's just let's, let's work. It's interesting with the belts because I think, um, you know, I had a friend. We started jiu-jitsu roughly at the same time. She's a girl. She trains. She's an amazing, amazing, indi like, individual, right? She, um, she, she competes. She wins her competitions. She got promoted to blue belt before me. And her first competition as a blue belt, she took gold in gi and I think silver and no gi, right? She's an animal. Mm -hmm. And for her, for she, was a she started a bit earlier than me. So I think it took her two years to get to blue, something like that, right? Which mm -hmm. is fantastic. And for the last six months that she was a white belt, she was gunning. She was like, I want my blue belt. I want my blue belt. I want my blue belt, right? I personally, when I got my blue belt, I was, I was expecting it because I think, I think I trained and I think I competed and I think my technical level was there. But if I didn't get it, if it was like, because the, the way our professor does it, he does graduation twice a year, right? Mm -hmm. um, so he does two graduations a year. Unless there's a specific example where somebody needs a stripe or needs a belt, he'll, but that very rarely happens, right? Yeah. So I knew I got my blue belt in July this year or June this year. So very recent, like two months ago, right? And I knew I kind of had the feeling that if I get it, I'm very happy. If I don't get it, then, you know, in my mind, it doesn't, it wasn't the motivation to train, you know, the motivation was to, you know, so for me, it's an interesting one with the belts. It's a funny one because I'm still, I think, look, you know, when I get my black belt, I'll be like, oh my God, this is, this is amazing. Right. Absolutely. But it's an interesting one. I'm not too motivated about getting to the next belt. I'm more motivated about seeing if I'm improving. What really frustrates me some, and competing actually, but what yeah. really frustrates me sometimes is and it's really weird with jujitsu, and I, maybe you can shed some light on this for me. Like, and I'm still trying to get my head around it. I can go through periods, like a month or two, where I'm training really hard, 
and I see no progress, right? And it's kind of like, oh, what's happening here, right? So I just keep turning mm -hmm. up, keep turning up, keep training. Obviously, I try and have some focus to my training. Like, am I, am I practicing a certain move? Am I trying to escape a certain... What am I doing, right? I always try and have some focus to what I'm doing. But then sometimes I'm like, oh, wow. I come out of that two months period of like no progress. And then all of a sudden I, you know, I, like the other day I did a Berimbolo, right? I didn't even know I could do a Berimbolo, right? <laughs> like, like I was rolling with some guy and randomly something happened and I was like, wow, where did that come from? <laughs> you know? And that to me is like the, the magic. You know, I, I, I get such a high, such a buzz from that, that that's mm -hmm. my it's like my motivation to keep training, you know, it's like, uh, you know, like every now and again, you hit these moves. Like I hit a, what is it the other day? I hit a, what is, I can't even remember what it's called. It's like a, a mag, the roll where you roll from standing. Uh, 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 Imanari roll. Imanari roll, right? I hit an yeah. Imanari roll. I didn't finish it. I got the heel hook position, didn't finish it, but I was just pumped that I hit it. I didn't even know I could hit it. <laughs> you know? And the funny thing is I hit it on a, on a higher belt and he was like, I didn't even know you could do that. I was like, I didn't even know I could do that actually. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite fun. Yeah. Th those moments for me are like my, my magic motivation. Yeah. Like you're like, um, you know, so for being so early in your journey, man, you, you definitely do have the right uh, mindset uh, when it comes to jujitsu. Cause a lot of people do get hung up on stripes and colors and stuff like that. And I, I mean, I can admit when I first, when I first uh, started training and, you know, I'll see someone get a stripe and it's like, where mine's at, you know, or, you know, I hear like, Hey, you know, we're getting ready for X, Y, Z to, to test. And it's like, all right, well, I'm going to test too, you know, but I think after, I think after like mid blue belt, man, I kind of just didn't care anymore. Mm. I was like, you know, I got my blue belt. All right. I'm, you know, I'm assistant instructor. All right. You know, I got a stripe. All right. Mm. But I was like, you know, it's, I'm like, I just started to realize, okay, it's more to it than chasing colors, chasing stripes and whatnot. Mm. And once you understand that, it's not about the belt rank, it's about the journey itself. Mm. Because you can be a blue belt and be blowing through everybody. But mm. there's obviously something that your instructor is not seeing that you're missing that is, you know, hindering you from, you know, going to the next level. Mm. So instead of, you know, wondering, like wondering when or, you know, why I haven't gotten X, Y, Z, need to learn why, you know, like, you know, just need to sit down and ask your instructor, like, hey, um, is there something that I can improve on? Is something that you mm. need to see me, you know, doing more of to show that I'm progressing? Mm. And people don't do that. People mm. will come up to the instructor, but hey, when I'm when am I going to test or when I'm going to get my strike? Mm. And my mm. like my instructor, he's like, yeah, if you ask me that, I'm tacking on two more months. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's you know one thing with jujitsu is funny. We were talking about it earlier. I think one thing that it's really actually helped is because I think jujitsu is an environment where you can't hide about what you're good at and what you're not good at. Right. Nah, like you if you if you suck at takedowns, you suck at takedowns, and you can tell people you're great. But the moment that bell goes, if you're not doing takedowns, if you're getting to, you know, you, it's obvious. And I think, I think, for example, for me, where it's been a really, really interesting journey is just being brutally honest in a way at where you suck, right, um, mm -hmm. or where you need to improve, right, um, because unless you really accept that and I think try to work on that, your game doesn't get better. Right. And it becomes really frustrating. Right. right? And I mm -hmm. think, and I, and I think that has an impact on your everyday mentality as well, because you're constantly going, you know, I think maybe in life we have a mentality where if we're bad at something, it's maybe someone else's fault or it's something else or whatever. Right. I think in jujitsu, if you, for example, if you can't escape side control, it's you that can't, you can't escape side control. Like, right. You can't blame anything, you know? <laughs> you just mm -hmm. can't do it. And I think it's a really interesting self-analysis of like, like before I go to class, what I try and do is every week and I'm kind of playing with it. You know, sometimes I just go and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have fun. I'm just going to wing it, you know? But sometimes mm. if I'm in competition mode, I try and go through a, 
okay, this week I'm working on my escapes from mounts, or this week I'm working on my single legs, or whatever I'm doing, right? And I'll just drill that, I'll drill that, and I don't really care whether I win or lose the rounds, I'm more focused on did I manage to did I manage to hit the part that I wanted to hit, right? Yeah. Um, and for me, that's a victory almost, you know? Yeah. And I think I think that's, I don't know, I think that's, for me, it's been a massive help in me evolving and developing my game. Because like like the first six months of jiu-jitsu, I was so afraid of the stand-up game, right? I had no background in stand-up, right? Um, I had no, I mean, I played rugby, but it's very different, very different. So I used to pull guard all the time. I was a guard player. Right. Um, and actually, I still enjoy playing guard. I really enjoy it. But like in the last seven months, I've transitioned much more to a top player. So I try and get the takedown. And in the beginning, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. But now my takedowns are, you know, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Most of the time they're okay, you know. But again, it's an, it's an interesting one. Again, the, what happened? What happened? I was shooting for takedowns. And I was getting, you know, um, not hitting them, right? So I was ending up in yeah. turtle. And then people would take my back submission, right? And I was like, God, this sucks. But I kept doing, kept doing. And now it's funny because I hit a takedown. If I miss it, it's really interesting because my attack from turtle is pretty good. <laughs> you know, like I can, I can defend myself from turtle pretty well. So now the higher belts, before it used to be like, okay, they defend the takedown, they go to the back immediately, right? Mm -hmm. Now there's that moment of, okay, is he going to pop his head up? Is he going to take my leg? Is he going to, you know, drive me? <laughs> and it's a real, it's a, I, I just, that moment for me is a real, you know, it's a real buzz, I think, you know, like the, the brown belt I was telling you about earlier, you know, he, he took my back the other day. And normally I've never escaped his back, never. Like if he took my back, it was a moment of, okay, it's, it's a countdown before I tap, right? Mm -hmm. And I escaped the back, he tried to mount, I you know, got out of the mounts and somehow we ended up back at our feet, right? And I could see the look on his face like, okay, you know? And to me, I was like, I won. <laughs> <laughs> I won. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I won. I was like, I don't care. You know, this is great. <laughs> Say, screw the rest of the world. I won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I looked at it. <laughs> oh yeah, um, man. Yeah, that's that's hilarious, dude. I got we like we have a, a guy. Um, he's a purple belt, strong as he's strong. And um, there be moments like that, dude. Like I'll get from under him. I don't care if I I lose the round. Like no, I won. I don't, want, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. That's mine. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell me all you want. That's yeah. my victory right there. Yeah. It, it's so funny. It's so, it's uh, it's such a funny thing, isn't it? And like, there's, like, yeah, those moments are just hilarious. I think they're just so funny. And again, the other thing that I like that's so, it's so awesome about jujitsu is like, you know, when you have the training partners that you've grown with, right. And you kind of know each other's game, right. And then you start to cancel each other now. But then every now and again, they have a new trick, right? Yeah. And, ah, I see your trick. <laughs> you know, you're like, good one, good one. I like that. It's it's a funny one as well because, like, I, I'm a I'm a fairly strong guy, right? And what I find mm -hmm. so funny about jiu-jitsu is, like, if I roll with an upper belt, like a brown, black, and they just beat me up for the entire round, right? And at the end of the round, they're like, they look like they've been meditating, right? And I look gassed. And they're like, you're so strong. And I'm like, great. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm dying here. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I'm gasping for air. You're like, you're very strong. Like, man, shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of the funny things. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. But yeah, Mike, we have a um a staple here at, at Talk Your Jits podcast, man. We ask everybody that comes on the show. Uh your top three people, man, past or present, who you would love to roll with. Ooh. I'd love to roll with you, actually. This is the first you know, I think it'd be it'd be a survival of me surviving, test of survival, but I'd love to roll with you. It'd be great. You where do you live in the US? Uh Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, Michigan. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, top three people. Okay, who would I like to roll with? Listen, I would love to roll with Roger Gracie. I think he is, oh, yeah. you know, I'm actually going to a, a camp in Mallorca where he's going to be one of the instructors. 
Um, so I'm super, super motivated to just meet him. I think, you know, his jiu-jitsu is legendary, right? Yeah. Um, so good. I'd love to roll with the new Brazilian guy, Mika, Mika Galvão. Um, yeah, Mika Galvão. Yep. I, think, I think he is an animal, right? I, mm -hmm. I really like his style of jiu-jitsu. It's like, a, he's like, a, he's like a anaconda, isn't he? The way he wraps people up, his movements, his, I, I love it. And, and I think the other guy that I really, I, I really admire his jiu-jitsu is, um, guys, I always get his name wrong, but Daynan. Um, oh, God, what's his name? Daynan, the Brazilian guy, 22-year-old. Um, he recently won. He's middleweight. Uh, he won everything in the gi recently. Um, yeah, Daynan. Oh, gosh. Anyway, that guy. Yeah. I love to roll with. <laughs> And, and, you know, obviously you've got the legends, right? Like Henzo, I mean, rolling with Henzo would be an experience, right? Um, right. Yeah, it'd be so much fun. Though. Yeah, you got those obvious people that you would, you know, everyone would love to roll with, but I get you. I get yeah. you. Well, Mike, man, you know, um, if you what, got what any you? other who questions. You? Who, who, okay. who, who are your three? Oh, my three, my three changes so much. Um, like, it's it's, it always fluctuates. Like my top three people would be um, Damian Maya, um, Brandon Ortega, and Craig Jones. Mm -hmm. Are my top three? Are my mm -hmm. top three people that I would love to roll with? But like I said, that list fluctuates almost mm -hmm. every every day. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> But Mike, man, if you got any other questions for me, man, fire away. If not, man, I would like for you to, you know, shout out your school. Um, let you know, let the people know if you got anything coming up, man. The floor is all yours. No, awesome. Listen, Lamar, it's been awesome chatting to you, dudes. You know, I think Oss is there. Oss. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, but um, no, yeah, listen. If anyone listening to this, if you're ever down in Malaga, come check out Attitude Attitude Malaga. Um, Claudio Patelco. Claudio Patelco is our coach, mate, professor, amazing, amazing guy. Um, yeah, and who knows? Maybe Lamar, if you're ever in Europe, hit me up. If I'm ever in the US, I'll hit you up, and maybe we'll get that rolling and see how many. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I would be. I would love to. You know, love to sit down and uh, you know roll with you, man. It would be an honor. Yeah, it'd be so much fun. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Oh, man. Thank you. And that's the end of today's episode. I would like to thank Mike one more time for coming on the show and blessing us with his jujitsu knowledge and experience. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, please go and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube page to stay up to date on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day. All right, brother.